out, fading out, fading out, and go. Hey, folks. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Hey, folks, how are we doing? Andy Kimball here. This is the Andy and Amanda Love Show, live from the USA yeah. and the United Kingdom. We've got Amanda over there who's feeling better than she was. Yay. She's re- recovering from her reactions from the uh, from the uh, corona. Uh, not from the Vaccine. corona. From the, uh, co- <laughs> the uh, that's a beer. Yeah, she got a Modelo shot to protect her from the corona. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> from her COVID vaccine. COVID vaccine. I'll get it straight. You know, I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. Uh, and you're feeling better now, right, babes? You're feeling, you're feeling better now? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I expected all this. You know, I, I didn't expect me to have those symptoms, but I expected it was a possibility. You know, we all know about it. Like the, the painful arm. I had the very painful arm. Couldn't raise my arm or anything like that. And uh, wow, was uh, sneezing and had a temperature and a wow. really banging headache. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, it wasn't pleasant, but you know, you know, it is what it is, and I, I was happy enough in myself because I knew it was just, you know, a reaction uh-huh. from having the vaccine, and that I'd be back on my feet in no time. And they did say if it lasts more than a week, go see a doctor. And you know, I've been improving yesterday, good. and more so today. So I'm good. Glad, good. I'm glad How's the arm feel? How's the arm? Is the arm better? Oh, the arm is so much better. You know, I can touch good. it. There's no pain. You know, there's nothing. Oh, good. Now. It's just yeah. Just my good. normal arm again. <laughs> oh, good, good. Um, which shot? Which which vaccine did you get? I had the Pfizer jab. I'll be yeah. darn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, you know, I didn't hear a lot about the Pfizer and the side effects and stuff. But um, everybody was saying to me, "Oh, the AstraZeneca is the one that causes a lot of issues with um, having the side That's effects." That's what I heard. And yeah, so I just thought, you know, well, maybe the Pfizer one's going to be okay. And you know, I was, I was fine that day. Later that night, I started to feel, you know, my, my head was getting hot and I started to, to cough a little and I thought, oh, okay, what's going on here then? Wow. And, uh, yeah, so just progressively over the next few days got worse and two days ago, the headache was the worst. It felt like a migraine almost. Ooh. And, Ooh. Um, yeah, so then after that, it's just, you know, so much better. So I reached that peak and I'm back on my feet. <laughs> well, I'm glad, and you sound good. You sound great. Thank so, you. Um, I'm glad Thank you're feeling better, and you're you got round one done. I guess uh, three weeks you get round two. Am I, is that right? the way it is? I think three weeks you get round two. Uh, I think they they you know, on average they were saying it's eleven to twelve weeks normally here. Um, I think for fifties wow. and over they've reduced the gap to eight weeks. I don't know if they're going to reduce it for everyone. Wow. Or, or what the situation is right now. But I think that they probably won't because the, the situation with the Indian variant, um, they seem more satisfied with the fact that vaccines actually work against it. So uh-huh. I don't think there's going to be a panic with, oh, yeah, get it in a, a few weeks or whatever. So they're happy yeah. waiting. They're happy waiting. I'll be darn. Yeah, yeah, I had the, um, what was the other, uh, Moder- uh, don't want to say Moderna again, Moder- the Mo- <laughs> Moderna one. I had Moderna. <laughs> And yeah. it was a three-week uh, deal between between doses, you know. But I, I gotta say, I had okay. no reaction whatsoever. I mean, none. that's amazing. Zero. Yeah. A, a little bit of a sore arm, not even that much of one. A little bit of a sore arm, and uh, and that was it. I mean, nothing. And and um, you know, I was told that uh, you know, like you got your reaction, you know, and it could be headaches, and muscle aches, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Yeah. It lasts a day or so, and it goes away. But if you get that, that's a good thing because it means it's working. Well, I got nothing. Yeah. Does that mean it's not working? You know, I was, I'm like, whoa, you know. Oh, I, bless you. Literally, literally no reaction whatsoever. 
None. It did, yeah. it did kind of knock it out of me a little. I mean, I noticed like yesterday, I went to the little store not far from my home. I thought, you know, uh-huh. I'd, I'd get up some, get some water, bottled water, and um, mm-hmm. it, it, on the way back, I was completely wiped out. Now, usually I can do a two or three mile walk, no problem. I come back uh-huh. and I'm still fit and think, yeah, I can do it all over again. But that, that little journey to the shopping back was just, wow, it really wiped me out. I thought, okay, so this thing actually took hold of me more than I realized because at that, that point, I've been in bed most of the time with this. Jeez. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I'm really oh, no, sorry to hear that. But I'm, well, I'm not sorry to hear it because it means you're you're being protected from the Absolutely. COVID-19 virus, and that's yeah. all good. So I'm sorry to hear that yeah. you weren't feeling well from it, but I'm oh. not sorry that you... That you I know. You know, I you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you bet. You bet. <laughs> missed, you, missed you Monday, I know. And, oh, uh, uh, I missed I, I did you. I, I did a, uh, a show that nobody heard but me. Oh! I, I thought I was oh. uh, thought I was uh, on uh, you know broadcasting here on Block Talk and doing our podcast and doing the whole show and got your message that you weren't feeling well because of the vaccine and uh, and I went on my lonesome and, and uh, when I went to go and I thought it was a, it was a good show. I got to tell you, I, I I thought I did a good job being solo. I thought I felt I, I really did. I thought it was because news to cover for the weekend and uh, went over a lot of things and so forth and and then uh when went to download the show to produce the podcast of the recorded show um i didn't hear me at all the only thing i heard was a, an occasional audio clip and oh, wow. i'm like where am i where am i uh, nowhere just you know, silence you know silence and an audio clip and more silence an audio clip. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh, and I, and I felt so good because I, figured, you know, I did. I did sit on me and just said you couldn't make it. And so, oh my god, I got to do this by myself again. And and I was, oh geez, you know. And and I did. I felt, god darn, you know, I did. And um, <laughs> so I was proud of myself. You know, I was like, man, good, good for I you, dude. I have faith in you always. I was like, you know, it was good, you know. And and uh, so then, um, as I'm listening to the audio and I didn't hear me. I looked at my recording studio gear and interfaces and all that stuff that I have here and realized that the phantom power that powers the microphone that we use here um, was not on. And the, therefore, the oh. microphone was, was not on. And therefore, oh. that whole show that I did by myself, nobody heard it but me. <laughs> oh. oh, darling. So, yeah, so so I even deleted it from our blog, blog talk archive. And I was like, man... Man, oh, and I didn't feel like, you know, I could have easily just done another one, you know, whatever. And I thought, nah, I, you know, you know, uh-uh, not, nah, just yeah. not going to do it again. So that was that. So Monday Monday went blank. Oh. And didn't Friday go blank, too, because I did the um, commercial, right? I talked about that on Monday. Uh, I did, the, well, I talked about it to myself. Um, <laughs> 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 I had <opened laughs> a nice conversation. <laughs> That was wonderful. Yes, it was just wonderful. I got to I got to really you know you know introduce myself to me. It was great. So um, the um, the uh, but Friday we had no show either because I was doing a TV commercial for Amazon. Yeah, uh, that, that was an adventure how, afterwards. So how did that, that was, go, darling? Oh my God, it was it was long and and we fit, like at a seven thirty a.m. show on Thursday, eight fifteen wrap on Thursday. Uh, some friends were, had just driven across the country on a 35-day, you know, uh, trip, you know, round trip across the country, see all the sites and so forth. Wow. And they made it to L.A. and I went to go meet them, and then they came back to the house. This is Thursday. I, I drove from Set, which is about an hour north of, of, of my house, 
and I drove from set right to the restaurant where those guys were all hanging out and came back from my house. This is about 1130 or so, and um, or maybe 30, 11, somewhere around there, and had some wine at my place to get my uh, email from production that said, Andy, your call time is at 4.30 a.m., and which, oh, which means my. an eight-hour eight hour time, eight hours between wrap and call time, leaving 8.15 at night and being back on set an hour north of me at 4.30 in the morning the next day. And here I am with oh. friends drinking wine that night. So I had two hours oh, sleep my goodness. that next day. Oh, oh my and goodness. we were, uh, without giving too many details about the commercial, but it's Napoleon era. We're all dressed, dressed up in, in, in a camp in, in Napoleon battle type field, but it's a kind of a comedy thing, but but we were all in complete uniform with the the helmets and the jackets and I mean the whole I mean when it when it came on set, it was incredible because you would think that you were being transformed back into a Napoleon troop with horses and carriages and and uh Ooh, campfires which were fed by that. propane. Oh, it was amazing. The, yeah. the campfires they have on set, see I learned, I'm learning all this the yeah. more more acting type things I do. The campfires Aren't real fires? They're they're propane fed, and they bury the propane tubes, the pipes that they use. <coughs> Excuse me, they bury the pipes in the dirt, so you can't see them. Wow! So, yeah, you ever wonder? I don't know, it's not too often that whenever you do, you see a western or whatever it is when they have the, all the, the campfires going. Um, yeah, that they're actually propane, and that's how they keep them going. You don't have to worry about them going out or the logs burning down, whatever. How do they keep those fires going yeah. without ever touching them? Wow, I, I, I guess they're so all probably cool. yeah, they're kind of cool. And uh, on the horses were gorgeous. Oh my god, these beautiful. so I was working around horses for two days, well, two long days. And the second day we did, we had to do what was called plating. And what plating is is when you take a small group of people and you move them. You have to, let's say a wide open field, and somehow you got to make that wide open field look like there's a thousand people there, you know, cause a huge field, let's wow. say there's a stage, a huge, huge, mm-hmm. you know, thousand. So how do you do it? You take that small group of people and you map it out where they are and you move them from one location to the next, to the next, to the next. And you, and you, and the talent or whatever's going on in the main scene keeps repeating themselves over and over and over again. So the, the group of people continues to move across the field, maybe 25 or 30 times so when they put it all together in production, they splice all those shots of the groups of people to fill up the entire field, and it looks like there's a thousand people there. Wow! It's, not, it's, it's the same group of people. So yeah. there we are. Napoleon is up on stage telling jokes in French. Yes, <laughs> and and we are moving from one spot in the heat with all this on the helmets, shoes that are uncomfortable as hell, in the heat. Moving, you know, tw- you know, one spot, then another spot, then another spot. Okay, one more time. We end up doing three more times. One more, you know, then another time. And sometimes, you know, we had to have different reactions and different jokes. And then sometimes they just want our reactions without the actor who played Napoleon doing the jokes. But it was a long day. And, I, and there was no dialogue from us. There was no lines, no anything. All we were, the whole two days, we were just pretty much in the scene. I guess what they're going to do is have voiceover on the commercial or print or whatever they do, but there was really no, yeah. no actors talking most of the time, except Napoleon the second day when he's telling jokes in French, which got pretty boring pretty quick, the same joke over and over again in <laughs> French, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so welcome to Hollywood. 
You know what I'm saying? Welcome yeah. home. That was, but the, you know, I must say this, the paycheck yes. is really good. Yeah, good pay. Wow, good pay. that's amazing. Yeah. And you know what's really yeah. cool, Andy, is that and one of my good. ancestors fought mm-hmm. in the battle with Napoleon. Really? Yes. You, you're, you, yes. One of your, your ancestor was Napoleon? I wish. No. No. <laughs> no. One of, my, no. one of my ancestors fought with him. Um, supposedly, in one of the battles, it was traced right back to that. I was like, oh "Wow, gosh. that's incredible!" That yeah. is incredible. That is pretty cool. Yeah. But so yeah. you know what the uh, what the military garb, uh, the musk, you know, I didn't, I I was a musician. I played, you know, I I played a flute or recorder or something. I didn't really play it, but uh, that was my yeah. prop. And uh, there okay. were a lot of people with the white gloves and the muskets, and they yeah. had to carry. And there was a trainer there. There was a guy who who was a historian, knew the period, and he trained all of us on how to march and how to walk, and the people with the guns and how they left, right, left, right, how they carry the guns, how you hold the guns, how you do this, because he was an expert. He actually, you know, taught how they actually did it back then. So the actors had to get trained on how to wow. act, on how to move, on how to carry the gun, how to position themselves. Yeah, and uh, every once in a while, a horse would misbehave, and they'd have to, you know, redo something. Then, even the first day of production, we showed up at seven thirty. We had a breakfast, and they used to before COVID breakfast. All the food was all big buffets. Now they don't have buffets because of COVID, so they actually have the catering company serve you. You know, you go up to the table and you tell them what you want, and they give you a either a box like airline style food, or or, or out of uh, you know they serve your plate, whatever. But there's no more buffets. The buffets yeah. were great, man. Uh, anyway, wow. but it was pretty good. But imagine this. We show up for breakfast at 7.30 or so. And I showed up the first day. I want to get there early because breakfast actually started at 4.30 in the morning, even though my call time was 7.30. So I showed up mm-hmm. at 6.30. I figured that will give me, even though I don't, I'm not officially on the clock till 7.30, I'll show up at 6.30, get some food, blah, blah, blah. And I did. So 7.30, uh, you know, we're in this big kind of base camp thing on a huge, huge tent, you know, huge tent. And um, at tables and just, you know, hanging out and, you know, just minor business, meet, you know, chatting with some people you meet and stuff. So 7.30 goes by, 8.30 goes by, 9.30 goes by, 10.30 goes by, 11.30 goes by, 12 o'clock, time for lunch. Haven't done oh, anything yet. Oh, my goodness. Doesn't feed us lunch. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Haven't done anything yet. <laughs> wow. Okay, God, there's people. There's people out there laying bricks, working, doing radio shows, you know, working for a living, you know. And there I am. <laughs> do, 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 do. Hey, we got a caller here uh, from the great state of Hawaii. Let's get on the line. I think it is. Let's, uh, without further ado. Hello. Who might this be? Uh, from Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. For the How show you been? Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, this is Chet. This is Chet Gardner, who's a good friend of the show, and um, it's good to, good to have you back on and good to check in. And um, how's it going over there, man? How's everything doing in your end of the world there in Hawaii? Well, we're 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 uh, actually the announcement today by our governor is you can uh, walk around without a mask. Ooh, indoors. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Which, which is sort of good news, bad news. I mean, you know, we can walk around without a mask. I think uh-huh. the number is 65% have been vaccinated. Uh, wow. Okay. The bad news is, is the masks have been pretty darn creative. So there's some really <laughs> fun stuff going on. You know, people here, they've used it as a 
as a fashion statement and an area of creativity rather than complaining and about mm-hmm. it as an infringement of their free freedom. Yeah. So. Wow. Mm. I thought you were going to say they've been using that. the masks like slingshots and creative things like that, you know. <laughs> Some may have. I'm sure the kids yes. have. Yeah. yeah. Get some yeah. water balloons, yeah. you know. <laughs> Come on, it's uh, your turn to be Goliath. I'm tired of getting hit by that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. But is things good over there in Hawaii other than that? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm still inundated with a a workload of migrating these websites that personally I didn't really sign on to do, but I got stuck with. And um, uh, you know, it's one of these typical one step forward, three step back for a while. And yeah, I know I see light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm still convinced it's an onrushing train. Uh, <laughs> So, in fact, I'm late joining the show because I was on the phone with the guy who's doing most of the work. Oh. (laughs) But I'm the responsible. Yeah. I'm the one responsible. I see. Uh, But Hawaii is pretty good. uh, We're we're into the rainy season, so it's uh, a little bit of sun in the morning and then rain. Uh, I, I didn't think, get yeah. to see the eclipse last night because of the cloud cover. Yeah, same here. Totally uh, we, covered yeah, I, over. I was, uh, I was up. I stayed up through the wee hours to check it out, and there was a cloud cover. Uh, it's funny. Part of the sky was okay, and the part of the sky that was obscured was where the moon was, so I didn't get to see much. Oh. Yeah. The only and clip a, I got to see last night was when somebody bent over, you know. It was just it was unfortunate yeah. I didn't get to see the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty used to happen. call that the moon shot. The yeah. Moon, yeah. 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 yeah, but we were Man. we were we were right in the center of it, you know. It's like would have gotten the best look at it. I did see the one a couple of years ago. So we yeah, had I a clear too. night that, that night. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I heard it was a good one. That it was quite impressive to see. Yeah. Um, but well, usually here in the UK, moon. you don't really see much of them, you know. I put it live on the, I put it live on the YouTube, what do you call it there, YouTube thing. Um, I saw some of the, you know, some people were broadcasting it live, and it was pretty cool looking. It was pretty cool looking. Oh, that is I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Probably I, I got a, a good, a, a friend who was, uh, um, a. Um, He's graduating. I guess he's still an intern. Anyway, he works at JPL, the NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab uh, in Pasadena, uh, which is responsible for the uh, orchestration of all the activities uh, on Mars right now with Curiosity, or what they call Mars 2020. And uh, I've been absolutely, what do you call, flabbergasted, excited, incredibly enthralled. With what is going on in Mars right now, with a helicopter flying around and the rover driving around, and next thing you know, there's going to be a Costco up there, I hear. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> well, it's, and, you've, you've heard the helicopter weather reports, I mean, uh, traffic reports from Mars, right? Yeah, the traffic reports. Yeah, long attended. I mean, it is, it is really... And the 505 uh, is completely back up here <laughs> in Mars. Yeah, I mean... You see this helicopter flying around, 
and all you know they found they found well not from from the last one from not just so I forget what the last one was called but uh, they found uh, evidence of of water and also know what they're doing now they have a machine a, a device a small device because they're doing it small scale right now obviously that's taking the CO2 environment and converting that into oxygen into breathable oxygen right there on the surface of the planet. Wow. So, so what will happen when we start sending, when they, maybe Elon Musk starts sending hundreds of people up there at a time <laughs> and, gives <them> all, <laughs> and gives them all Teslas to drive around, right? Um, they will live in these big domes where these gigantic machines will be taking the Mars atmosphere, converting it into oxygen and blowing into these domes where people will be able to live and grow vegetation and, and have a life and have you know, dormitory-like facilities and science labs and things and be able to have an existence on the planet Mars. Yeah. Why, why yeah. I still don't know. And they're going to have to because they won't have any here. No. Yeah. And, and it'll be temperature-controlled. That's right. And uh, because right now the temperature at night on Mars goes, goes you know, into the negative hundreds of degrees freezing and gets quite hot during the day, way, way beyond our ability to survive. Oh, so, crap. But they're, it's amazing what they're doing. And they've also determined that there was water there at one time, and they're looking for um, microbiotic, you know, mi- microorganisms from way back, millions and millions of years ago, that, that would prove that there was some, some life on Mars at one time. And um, uh, unbelievable. And um, you know, when they're trying to, it, it, oh, it's oh, I was like, you know how I am about this stuff. I, I was like, too, you know, but they yeah. were, uh, yeah. they were really, um, they found, they found evidence of life, and um, um, you know, and that's amazing to me, especially when you think about what they actually found. You know, what what life they actually found um, up there, and what I was born to do this. There's yeah. life, Jim, but not as we know it. <laughs> they found old Trump speeches. <laughs> yeah. he Trump outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this thing went all the way up to Mars. You way know? up, then it went down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's Trump's uh, Dr. Ruth impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody, anybody knows there's a tour going on right now. Even though there's a, uh, there's, there's supposed to be no entertainment in large gatherings still right now. California is opening up 100% June 15th right now. Restaurants are open 50% capacity. Lots of patio dining. Uh, no longer need to wear a mask outdoors. Um, uh, and nationally, if outdoors or indoors, if you're been vaccinated, but private businesses can do what they want. Most private businesses you still can't go into that business unless it's a restaurant. Um, even then, only when you're eating. Uh, oh, I got to tell you something. I, I got to tell you something. I mentioned this when I did my, my solo show to myself on Monday. Okay. Chat of something early for her. I, uh, did a, I got booked to do an Amazon Prime commercial last week, which is kind of cool. It was the first time back on set in a year and a half. And uh, uh, so here's what happened. So we're wearing – and also I, I got two COVID tests, and I got paid good money for both of them, and also got paid to do a fitting in my Napoleon costume type thing, right? So it was – you know, as, as, outside of the money I got for doing for do the commercial – so here's the cool thing. Well, I, I don't know, cool, interesting, whatever. You, you scratch your head type of thing. That there's a whole bunch of this, and we're crowded into a space, you know, watching a, a guy on stage in, in, the, in Napoleon gear and helmets and the whole nine yards, right? We're, we're, we're shoulder to shoulder. We're shoulder to shoulder, no spaces front to back. So we're all crammed in. 
and action. No masks, no anything, right? We're all, things are happening, but we're all ranting to each other. And cut. Then there's a third party there, a, a compliance company having nothing to do with the actual production, Amazon themselves or the producers. They are ordering us all to put our masks on, covering our nose and our mouth when we're not shooting. So we've just spent five minutes together shooting a scene. The scene's over. Got to put your mask back on. What? What? And that, wow. that carried out through two days or whatever. When you're shooting, you can be next to each other. You can be all over each other. You can be whatever. But when you're not shooting, you got to put your mask on. What well, the hell? What's this? Where's the, where's the, where's the sense in that? You, you know what? Uh, and we, were to, we, we talked about it. You know, the actors, we all talked about it. And, and we said, you know, but these, and, you know, a girl would come up there, put your mask on, please. Put your mask on, covering your nose and your mouth. And then a guy would come on and see, he saw too many people. You got to put your mask on. Everybody put your mask on. I'm like, you know, God. You know, wow. and then we figured, you know, we figured, okay, these folks, somebody needed uh, uh, employees to do this, to go around to the, I'm sure the same thing was being done in all the various productions that are happening all over LA and elsewhere. Mm. And they needed employees to go on sets to do this. Somebody applied for the job and they got the job and they're getting a paycheck and that's what their job is. So they're doing their job. Yeah, they're doing their job. Yeah. Their job is to make sure that the, but who at the top, at the helm is orchestrating when actors are, con- are jammed into a space on a hot day, wearing all this garb and Napoleon helmets and the whole thing, shooting a scene right next to each other. Then the scene's over, and you've got to put your mask on. Who, who, who orchestrated that rule? What? And, and when the compliance people weren't there, guess what? We, we didn't do it. We kept the mask off. You know, I was telling you how we were planning and moving from one scene to another. Yeah. That whole morning, the yeah. first whole morning doing that, we didn't wear any mask at all the whole time. The whole time. Wow. And, and the producers okay. and directors were great about it. They said, okay, over here, over here. You know, we kept moving around all over the place. And uh, they just mm. moved us, okay, now here, boom, boom, boom. Um, then the compliance people come on set, and they saw what the producers and directors were doing, and they gave them yeah. hell and made us wear a mask when, when the cameras were not on. Wow. Form over content. Can you? I can't explain it. If so, you know, you know, go figure, go figure. Anyway, yeah. uh, you know, those, was, that scene you're describing reminds me of uh, of uh, that Woody Allen's you, everything you always wanted to know about sex, the sperm scene. Oh, <laughs> that's what it was like. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's what it was like. You're so right. That was great. I wish I'd thought about it at the time. I, I would have joked about that on set. That's that was that's great. That's great. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> Except we are all in Napoleon War soldier uniforms in a hot day. Same idea. In the middle yeah. of a field yeah. up it's in Ventura Farms. You know almost Ventura like is. a sperm suit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Up, up in Ventura in the, in the hills. It was really beautiful up there, but big farms, big farm, rolling hills, mountains in the background, and, um, yeah. and you know, beautiful horses. And it was an incredible set, I must say. I mean, they, you know, Jeff Bezos wrote a huge check for this commercial. That's all I can say. Huge. Wow! I mean, it must have cost a million dollars. Just and that's that's not including the airtime for the commercial whenever it runs. Who knows? I don't know. Well, was Congress did. Uh, the senator from Washington State just uh, stuck a little amendment in a bill that's going to give uh, Jeff a ten billion dollar bonus. What? What? Yeah, did you hear about that? No, do tell, please. Well. Uh, Musk's SpaceX 
beat him yeah. out on a bid mm-hmm. for going into space for some reason. I didn't get the details. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Cantwell stuck an amendment into a bill, a must-pass bill, of course, mm-hmm. that's going to reward Bezos' space company with a $10 billion backup contract. I mean, ten, yeah, ten billion. Here I come to make up for to make up for, for uh, Musk uh, undercutting him by uh, about seven billion, I think. I think this. So that's that's our tax money. Three. I, 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 that's 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 what. It's not oh our God. tax money. It's it's Congress's tax money. God, God. Yeah, Crazy. that was a shocker yesterday. Find out that one. There's yeah, a tour out. going on. As, uh, and it ain't a music as if tour. the forty billion extra he made this year on COVID wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Unreal. There's a tour happening, and it ain't a music tour. Yeah. Oh, it's a tour with Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. And uh, gets the re- representative from Florida who's being investigated for um, uh, sex with a minor, for uh, teen, for minor, for sex trafficking, um, and um, she's going to put on a Girl Scout outfit, right? And go right. So let's uh, <laughs> list, 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 list. So they're having they're having rallies. They're having rallies, right? They're doing this together as, as a duo, like Simon and Garfunkel, except their song's a little different. Let's, here's their song. Let's take a listen. <laughs> okay. Tell me who is your president. <laughs> That's my president, too. Okay. Did anybody in here vote for Joe Biden? Do you guys really think he won? Our elections must have integrity. We have never abandoned Trump. And he has never abandoned America. He is still fighting for us. He will continue to fight for us. And we're going to have his back when he does. So we support the brave patriots in Georgia and in Florida and all across this country that want to protect the integrity of the vote. And that is going to be a major part of this tour that Marjorie and I bring across the country, demanding voter integrity. You guys both genuinely believe the election was stolen. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, if you believe that that's true, that is... Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Yeah, I know that is it is horrible. Is it so, horrible that we would even be in the situation to even think that? But it's false. No, it is not. Why would they have all those ballots hidden under tables? Why did that man drive that truck all the way across state lines? It wasn't like the, 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 the ballots under table thing with Giuliani in Georgia. That's all been proven to be false. It no? has not. No. I watched it on TV. I watched it on TV. <laughs> it's not. Whoa, I saw it on TV. TV. <laughs> yeah, I saw well, it on TV. Mm. <laughs> I saw it on TV. <laughs> yeah, that guy really did have that genie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing all that stuff for him? Yeah. <laughs> now, I, 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 I've well, come to the conclusion that a small but significant and vocal portion of the, of, of the population in the United States is stupid, ignorant, and 
Oh, just call it stop it there. Stupid and ignorant. There, there's this woman is is a horrible depiction of of an American citizen. I think, but they're out there. They're out there, and because uh, people actually believe that. What you heard first was Marjorie Taylor Greene. Then we heard uh, Getz. Then we heard just some people who attended that rally saying, "Oh yeah, the the uh, the election's been over. It's so far over. God, we're so we're, we're so far done." And now there's this audit going on in Arizona, where the head of the Arizona Republican Party um, is, yeah. you know, a uh, Karen Pham uh, is uh, behind. A recount um, where nobody's allowed, no media is allowed outside of um, OAN, uh, which is a, a, a media company that's been promoting and and still, you know, propagating the lie that the election was stolen, that Biden is not the actual president of the United States. Um, yeah. And, and the uh, and the ballots in Arizona have already been counted at great expense and great time three times. Um, right. And so let's just. We'll talk about that, but let's see what's going on over there. Good morning, Senator Fan. You may not recognize Arizona Senate President Karen Fan. Let's get this thing done. But she's yeah. the elusive leader behind the notorious so-called audit happening in Maricopa County, Arizona. I don't know what's legit, what isn't legit, but why wouldn't we want to answer those questions? Do because we just questioning democracy. No, I'm questioning the integrity of the election system. Which is the backbone of democracy. That's right. Which means we should have full 100% confidence in our democracy and in our election system. But you're talking about trying to disprove conspiracies. If I act to, yes, why wouldn't we? If somebody says a, a, a something is out there, I would love to be able to say, that's not true, guys. Aren't you raising more questions by giving rise to these conspiracy theories? No. I'm answering questions. After declining a dozen requests from CNN to talk, we finally caught up with her in the Senate parking lot. Despite two previous audits in Maricopa County that found no widespread fraud, Fan says this third review is needed. Over the last month, we've seen this little-known subcontractor the Republican-led Senate hired cyber ninjas use UV lights, hunting for non-existent watermarks on ballots, and high-tech cameras looking for foreign fibers and photocopied ballots. Here's why, says Fan. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Are you 100% confident that every vote that came in in Arizona or any other state, are you, can you say emphatically 100% that no uh, dead people voted, that ballots weren't filled out by other people, that the chain of custody from the minute people uh, voted their ballots, that the chain of custody was accurate and, and on target the entire time. Can you tell me that? I can say that what the data shows us no, is no, that no, there was no widespread fraud. I, I didn't say there was fraud. But you just said chain of custody. Yeah, chain of custody. Dead people. That's, these okay. things are all fraud. Well, I have asked you a question. Uh -huh. Can you honestly tell me in all the states that no ballots from people that are already deceased were not filled out and sent in. I can tell you that what the data has shown overwhelmingly is that election, this was most, the most secure election in American history. Okay, but you can't answer that question either, can you? I, I'm, I'm answering it. I'm telling you no, that... No, you're telling me what the data says. I asked... And you the were data is what we should be driven by. What the facts are may be the disconnect. Van defends the pro-Donald Trump media organization One America News Network, or OAN, as being the only outlet given extensive access to the review. First of all, when we talk about transparency, from day one, the entire process has been live streaming 
So anybody on OAN with cameras controlled by OAN. Are you saying that OAN is not a credible uh, news news source? Are you yes. saying that? Okay. I'll remember that. CNN is saying that OAN is not a credible one. Yes. Okay, very good. OAN personalities have fundraised for the Arizona audit, and a pro-Trump nonprofit claims it has raised $1.7 million for the audit. Fan says when the audit nears its end, the public will learn who is exactly paying for this. For now, she says taxpayers are covering the first $150,000. Well, we are paying the 150000 We are paying for some of the security, and we are paying for the cost of the Coliseum. Well, we're paying for our fair share. Anything over and above that um, is being covered by others. I do not know who they are, but I, I know from the get-go there was a lot of grassroots people. Um, I have been told that there are people sending in $10, $50 checks, $100, because they want to see this audit done. Fans' decision to continue with this audit is backed by the Republican majority in Arizona Senate. It looks like they're looking for, they're chasing conspiracies. <laughs> or debunking conspiracies. That's another thing. And, and you don't look at that. See, everybody wants to twist that word around. How about debunking conspiracy? And how long would you, do you believe that this process should go? As long as it takes. Do you believe this is helping democracy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Will you do this every election? It will be a, a lesson in democracy that we answer people's questions, and I want the people, uh, I don't care if you're in Arizona or any state across the nation, if we have those kind of doubts, we owe it to them to answer their questions. This will be the basis of a gold standard. Donald Trump lost the election in November. He lost the election by over 8 million popular votes. His electoral yeah. win was, in his own words, a landslide victory for Joe Biden this time because Joe Biden got the same number of electoral votes as he did in 2016. And he said at that time that he won by landslide. So therefore, we can use the same vocabulary and say Biden also won by landslide. Certainly a popular vote that's, landslide. That, that's the answer to what's-her-name's question. It's yeah. that, of course, yeah. there are a few people who died after they voted. Of course, maybe some votes were handwritten by someone's grandson, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. And even some fraudulent votes, but not seven million of them. No. <laughs> no. And, and, and here's, here's the thing, and, and we spoke about this before. Chet, I called him, Chet, question for you. Yes. Somebody walks up to you on the street. And they said, uh, in the interest of time, I was going to see the top ten. Let's just say the top three. If I came up to you, or anybody came up to you and said, uh, excuse me, sir, can I have some more? No, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, <laughs> I want some more. No, your money came or your you. life? <laughs> I'm, said, thinking, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm <laughs> thinking. And somebody came up to you and said, um, uh, what are the top Jack. three, the top three, concerns, issues that you think are most important in facing our, our country and our society today? What would you say? Top three. Hmm. Catastrophic global climate destabilization. Mm -hmm. The capitalism yeah. that, that, that causes it and bloated war machines and mm -hmm. forever wars. And, and how about you? Steel resources for the capitalist consumption, exploitation, sure. and pollution machine. And how about you, Amanda? There in the UK. Um, <clears throat> I would agree that climate is a huge deal, definitely. Mm -hmm. But I would say the 
the amount of con- conspiracy um, in politics right now, um, which is causing major drama and confliction between uh, its citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, as for a third, yeah, I don't know. I mean, those two scream the loudest to me. Um, I don't know. I'm blank on the third, Andy. I apologize. Okay, so somebody asked me the same question. Go ahead and ask me, mm. ask me the same question. Andy, okay. what are the yes. top three issues that concern you today? Uh, <laughs> number one, number one, and I want to be very clear about this, number one, voter fraud, God damn it. We got to fix voter fraud. There is just it's a huge, <laughs> overwhelming, There's looming not nearly issue. Enough of it. it has been for decades. It's amazing. There's so much voter fraud. No election in our history has ever been an honest one because voter fraud is such a huge problem. Okay, anyway, getting back to the here. <laughs> if you walked up to anybody on the street and you asked them, mm. what are the top ten concerns, or the top ten issues, however you want to phrase that, facing America today? Mm or the world in that matter, if you, depending on where you are, voter fraud would never come up on your list. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't come up in your top 50. I don't think it would come up in your top 100 if you could think of 100. Yeah. Voter yeah. fraud, are there occasional one occurrence of this and occasional one occurrence of that and like something who somebody may have moved and done an address wrong? You know, all these different little isolated one deal things here and there. The percent of voter fraud that has occurred in every election, whether it be local, regional, or national, has been point zero 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 whatever down there. Put plop a number where you want to. You know, decimal point, then way zeros, then a number way down there somewhere. That's how small it's been. Now the question is to this woman, Karen Fan, if Trump won the election, would you be doing this? Yeah, and, and and I want to thank CNN by the way for that clip that we played because that was CNN's uh, Kang Lao who who caught Karen Fan in the parking lot. But maybe a stronger word would have been um, is as Karen Fan is not the data, but rather say the evidence. There's sixty sixty times they've tried to make a claim in every court in every jurisdiction and in, in all the all the states that they've. They've contested. They brought this question up. Of course, the states that threw the election to, to yeah. Joe Biden. I still can't believe yeah. we're talking about this. I can't believe we're fucking talking about this. Anyway, um, I just I just, uh, just for informational purposes, mm-hmm. I looked up the Heritage Foundation, right wing mm-hmm. think think tank, think in yeah. air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a voter fraud database, <laughs> and here you go. <laughs> Yeah. Recent voter fraud. Uh, I remember Biden won seven million more votes than Trump. Right. Yep. Yep. Proven instances of voter fraud in the United States. Da da da. One thousand three hundred and twenty-eight, <laughs> with one thousand one hundred forty-three con- criminal convictions and forty-eight. <laughs> Civil penalties, 99 diversion programs, 21 (laughs) judicial findings, and 17 (laughs) official findings. (laughs) So that's where those 7 million votes came from, was those 1,328 proven instances of voter fraud. (laughs) The real fraud is is that, that our votes actually 
have anything to do with how Congress legislates. Mm. That's the fraud. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Wow. It's unbelievable. We have some, well, uh, you know, um, you know, Manhattan. Uh, you know, let's 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 take this to you know where where this come from. It came from, you know, uh, about a what month is this in May? So twelve to fourteen months ago, right around fourteen months ago, uh, Donald Trump saw <clears throat> saw the numbers. Is that that first of all made him the most unpopular president in in, in our history, and uh, mm. the chances of him winning the election would be very 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 slim to nil. Uh, he would have absolutely no chance of winning this election whatsoever. And this was yeah. put out for 14 months ago. The election was in November, five, six months ago. So, um, eight months ago? No, my God. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, so the, um, so he, no one else but he, no one else, just Trump, mm. 14 months ago, said the only wow. way the Democrats can win the election is if it's rigged and they're going to steal it. When he saw that he probably would not win it. It sounded so what, like you so, said the only way to get a tattoo in the election. I was just like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, so he stirred up all of this months. Yeah. And we talked. How many times wow. did we talk about? I'm, I'm done with this. How many? We we talked about this. You know, I could just go ahead and play recordings of old shows and have the same damn conversation. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's. I I, I can't believe this is happening. But yeah. so here's the here's what's happening. He started this. He did, and and. His disciples, believers, supported it, and you get enough people to to oh to nod their heads. Yes, you be, you get to have agreement, and then the agreement becomes the truth. But the truth is not based in reality. Yeah. But they do they do agree with each other. So when you get enough people who agree with each other, that agreement becomes their truth. That becomes their real world. Yeah. But if the real world is based on a fallacy, on something that's a lie, something that's not true. How much energy, how much time, how much space, how much of our, of our being is just wasted when that could be that same energy could use towards constructive things, solving the issues that Tret and Amanda were just talking about. You know, that's where yeah. our energy needs to be put, not 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 yeah. propagating, promoting a lie. Listen to that lady. I saw it on the TV. I saw it on the TV. Be like a pig. Be like a pig. <laughs> You know, I was, I was going to attempt it, then I thought I better not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, preserving course, energy levels and if, all that. <laughs> of course, if your if your goal is to maintain the status quo, nothing can be better but get one group talking about crazy stuff like that, and the <laughs> other group talking about that other group. Yeah, and you got that Marjorie Taylor Greene who compared. What she did? You hear that? That wearing a mask is, is compared to the Holocaust. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it took five yeah. days for her Republican. If, if she didn't volunteer, just, they'd have to invent her. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's a hologram. Maybe she is she's, from maybe a pretty nutty invent. place in Georgia. Let me tell you. Man, maybe she's a hologram. Maybe she's not real. Maybe the, maybe the programmer, you know, I don't know. It took five days for them to come out and, and say, what you said about comparing West Marion to the Holocaust was, was a naughty thing. That wasn't right mm. for you to do. That's about yeah. all they did. And it took five days for them to do it. Unbelievable. Wow. Well, who was at the top of this whole thing? The guy himself, Mr. Donald Trump. <laughs> Yay. Manhattan's <laughs> top prosecutor. 
Cyrus Vance Jr. convened a grand jury to determine if Donald Trump and others in his organization will be indicted. And this, this, this isn't just any normal grand jury. This is a New York federal grand jury. And the rules yeah. of, of grand jury in New York are, are not like the same rules of a federal grand jury. This is a state of New York grand jury. And the, um, uh, what, what sets it apart uh, in a federal grand jury, there's no judge, there's no defense. I object, there's no objections, there's no judge that can overrule a grand jury investigation. You can say whatever you want. And the federal grand jury, you, you can even say, you know, I heard somebody say this, which is considered hearsay. It's not admissible in a court of law. You can't you, hearsay doesn't mean anything. Hey, I heard him say that. That 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 can't convict anybody because you, any any you know if it wasn't said directly to you, then you, it's hearsay. You don't really know what they said. So yeah. Uh, yeah. so a hearsay in a federal grand jury probe is is can be used to prove the prosecution's, uh, the district attorney's, the U.S. attorney's case. In the state of New York, it can't be. So in New York, they have to be very, very specific. They have to actually have witnesses that, that go on, on the witness stand that say, mm. I was there, I saw that conversation, it happened. I was a witness to it. They can't yeah. say I heard somebody say it, or I also saw, you know, in a federal grand jury, they could do that. And that would be yeah. that would be good enough to get somebody indicted. Now, whether that indictment would carry through as a guilty verdict in court is another matter. But as far as the grand jury probe is concerned, you know, hey, they throw it all out there. There's no defense. There's no defense in a um, in a grand jury hearing. And I guess what I, I was I testified at a grand jury hearing a while ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. Yes, I did. you did. I did. Wow. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, uh, I, all I had to say was this. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. They love me. They said, Andy, you're great. Your dealer got indicted, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'll tell you guys, so, it- you know, sorry, go on, go on. But a, uh, that whole thing is a whole story unto its own, which I'll talk about in another show, but it was an interesting story. But anyway, um, yes, yeah, so I'll go. But anyway, so what's happening in New York now is a, a grand jury is being convened. And they anticipate the panel will meet three times a week for as long as six months. Usually it goes a couple of months to three months. It doesn't have to go six months, but they're they're giving it six months. And um, you got this guy um, – Weisselberg, Alan Weisselberg, uh, every single penny, every single penny that moved through the Trump organization went to Alan Weisselberg. Every penny. Wow. Uh, he is in deep trouble, as are his kids, right? And what normally happens, and what we've seen before, like Michael Cohen, like Stone, like Flynn, all these people who pleaded guilty or who convicted, everybody who surrounds themselves with the emperor who has no clothes, um, is you know everybody needs lawyers or gets convicted or pleads guilty and then of course when yeah. Trump was president he pardons everybody hey you know yeah. um, but anyway so what is going to happen is I think um, I can't see how Trump right now is sleeping at night because Weisselberg knows every single thing that happened about the hundred thirty thousand dollars that was given to Cohen that was given to the porn star to keep quiet the one point five million yeah. that was given to the former Playboy Bunny to keep quiet the the money the, the IRS uh, tax returns that were provided to the IRS to say how bad the company is doing and they shouldn't pay taxes and then the other financial uh, which was given to banks 
to justify a, a gigantic financial investments for real estate development, saying how great they're doing yeah. and how solid their loan would be. Um, it's yeah. a felony to falsify information when applying to a loan to a, by an FDIC-insured organization, i.e. a bank. It's also a felony mm-hmm. to lie to the IRS. So yes, of that, is the, that is the basis. And, they, and you know something? Uh, Cyrus Vance Jr. would not be convening a grand jury if they didn't feel they didn't have enough to convict. If the gloves don't fit, you must get, not convict. If the gloves don't fit, you must acquit. Mm-hmm. That's what Trump's saying right now. Wow. Yes. So <laughs> that's okay. it's, it. We'll see what we'll follow that. Hey, you know, when Trump lost the election, we were saying, what are we going to do on this? What are we going to do now? We had so much fun making all the audio clips and having fun with his talks and stuff. We were saying, oh, my God, yeah. it's been it's been a lot easier to breathe, I think, since Biden's been in office. Things are happening. You know, Biden's got his hands tied right now by by some Republicans that just won't budge an inch, much like yeah. Obama had to put up with when he was during his administration. But anyway, we knew that. We know that. Welcome. Welcome to the swamp that, that Trump was supposedly going to drain. In Washington. Yeah. But anyway, um, and also right now what's happening in Washington, of course, is that the uh, Congress wants to establish a congressional investigative committee to determine what went on to cause the insurrection of January 6th. I, <laughs> well, the Republicans are protesting that. They're, they're saying they're, they need 10 Republicans to go along with it for it to pass. If the 10 Republicans, yeah. any 10 Republicans do not go along with it, then there will be no congressional investigative committee. Why would the Republicans not want this? These folks were being attacked. If they had been visible, their lives may have been at stake. They wanted to hang Mike Pence. Hang Mike Pence. Hang Mike Pence. We all saw it. We all heard it. Right? We saw guys uh, uh, fearing for their lives, you know, know, barring the the doors of of Congress so these these thugs couldn't get to them. But the same Republicans who came out right afterward and spoke against, oh, Trump, forget it. You know, you know, my, uh, you know I was all for you before, but forget it. You've gone too far. These same Republicans now are saying, uh, they, were, they, were, they didn't do anything more than tourists would do. They were like tourists. You know, they're taking pictures, going to the Capitol building. Five people mm. died. Yeah. Five people died. Yeah. Uh, they hundreds did. of people were, were carrying Trump flags. They were carrying Confederate Army flags. They were carrying spray cans of, of, of dangerous chemicals to spray to the officers. Oh, they're, not, they're tourists. That's all they are. They're tourists. You know, they're tourists. Tor- yeah. Tourists, all, tourists yeah. go through the Capitol every day with Trump flags mm-hmm. and Confederate yeah. flags and cans of mace mm-hmm. and, break, <laughs> know, and right? break windows. Break windows and steal, oh. and steal, and steal things. Yeah, it's tourists. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, if I were a Republican, I'd be saying, bring it on. Let's do this hearing and let's, uh, let's explore who it was that left the place undefended. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That would exactly. be Mitch and Nancy. It, it would. Yes. It, and the thing is, the the it would make the Republicans look awfully bad if they determined that you know they dive into Trump and his speeches and and what you know as you were just saying what you know they were given a heads up about something might might happen, but I guess. You know, you hear two sides of that that didn't think it would be anywhere to the extent that it was. Well, I don't know. Who knows? But who? that's all we need to find out. We shouldn't be saying who knows. We shouldn't be saying that. Anyway, so stand by for what happens there. You know, we don't know. We don't know. what's. Uh, I, I doubt the Republicans are going to have uh, 10 people that will cross over. We saw what happened to uh, to uh, Cheney, Liz Cheney, when she yeah. uh, voted to convict. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, well, the ceasefire yeah, that can happen Israel. to a truly horrible human being like Cheney. Oh my, my God! I, I, you know, it's getting it back to that to just for a second. 
Yeah, the person who took her place was a much more moderate voting, had a much more moderate voting record. Stickinick, what was her name? I forget. But anyway, she had a much more moderate Cheney. voting record. Yeah, Cheney. I think Cheney was like 98% voted with Trump. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And this woman who replaced her was was more of a centered Republican, you know, more of a moderate right in the middle there, you know, um, and... Until she started more of a more of a Joe Goebbels type than a, than yeah. an Adolf Eichmann. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and um, the uh, you know and then she started appearing on stage and backing Trump and doing all this pro you know everything he said she would support and um, you know go, who knows. Moving on, the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas appears to be holding after a brief war that um, I guess reverberated around the world really with hundreds of, of people you know, being killed. And here's the interesting yeah. thing about that. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing. A, Hamas puts rocket launchers in places of where public gathers, in schools, places of worship. Which was disgusting. Shopping. Yeah. Right. And they, and they uh, fire rockets into Israel. We're not talking about fireworks. We're talking about destructive rockets meant to kill, maim, hurt, destroy into Israel. And these rocket launchers are placed where people, innocent civilians gather. Does Israel just sit there and say, oh, we can't take these rocket launchers out because we might kill innocent civilians. Why don't we just sit here and do nothing and, and let our own people be killed, let our own buildings be torn down? Let her, let's, you know, we, we, can't, we can't retaliate. We can't stop it. So they went in and they, you know, I- I- Israel is is a incredibly powerful country, a very small, minuscule, very minuscule country, but one of the most powerful militaries in the world. Yeah, with surgical precision, they, they are just incredible. And you don't mess, you don't mess. We saw what happened in the Six Day War in the '60s, and we've seen it ever since. And and what happens? You mess with Israel, uh, you know, when you put a rocket launcher in a school building or you put it in an open field, we're going to take it out. If you put it in a school building and you know there's innocent civilians there, then you know what? Then you caused the death of those civilians. We didn't. But we, we can't allow yeah. you to fire rockets into our country and kill people. Yeah. And remember this too. Israel has a significant population of, or us, of people, of Saudi of Arabs, of Saudi Arabian population series, of people that live there that are not Jewish. They live in Syria. They live, excuse me, live of in Of course. Israel. Yeah. We all know that. Um, yeah. So we're not just talking well, about the Jewish population. The story now that the Arabs in Israel are pretty much second-class citizens. Yeah. Plus, yeah. it started when uh, right-wing Israelis in Jerusalem mm-hmm. started kicking Palestinians out of their home, and finally yep. the Israeli authorities started firing uh, rubber bullets and tear gas at uh, demonstrators and worshippers at the Alaska Hamas. Yep. Mm. Then Hamas said, "You got 24 hours to stop doing that, or 12 hours to stop yep. doing that, or we're going to yep. lob some rockets." And Israel said, "Fine, lob your rockets." Yeah. 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 We'll use the, good... the uh, Boeing guided uh, missile, uh, guided bombs, smart bombs. We'll take them out. Boeing, U.S. Boeing. Yes. U.S. taxpayer dollar paid for. Boeing, right, smart bombs, right, right blow right. the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and wow. they had, yeah. so, and then they were saying, and they you know, did. Uh, all along, 
and this whole time, right? And well, there's a ceasefire happening now, and um, you know, hundreds of people have Lovely died. Lovely picture you know. of uh, of folks in Gaza with brooms cleaning up the damage this morning that I saw mm. online. Very nice. Mm. Wow. Mm. Uh, folks were saying uh, for the longest time during this, which it was a couple of weeks, but it seemed like forever. Um, that uh, that Biden should come out and he'd be more vocal. If Trump came out and he was he he resolved this and there was a ceasefire, he, of course he would have said, "I did this. No other administration in history could have done what I've done. Only I can do this. I know more than the generals do. I'm I'm doing this. Is all I'm doing this. No one else could. This is this is me. I'm responsible yeah. for the peace there." Where yeah. Biden is quiet, you know, he he doesn't have to get up behind a podium or do anything. You know, it's, he's reacted the way he always has. He'd be, you know, you don't, we don't need, we don't see, act, I don't care to see anybody behind a podium pounding their chest. You know, I want to see action. I want to see things yeah. happen and, see, and things yeah. be resolved. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll see what happens there. There is a, um, uh, hey, anybody, you know, what happened to the, uh, didn't, the, who's the real estate guy uh, who made all these real estate deals who somehow became an international negotiator for the United States of America? What was his name? Jared uh, Kushner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, someone became Slumber. a representative. Yeah, yeah. From doing, uh, from buying a, uh, you know, a huge lawn that becomes a golf course, suddenly becoming um, a negotiator for United States policy with countries around the world. Uh, I don't know because you married into the family. Anyway, what happened to that piece? Something that he negotiated. What was that? I guess so much for that, eh? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It, 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 he negotiated it. <laughs> but you know why? The ca- well, you know why? Do you know why the capital of Israel was moved from uh, from um, Hong Kong Tel to Aviv. Jerusalem? I'm not Hong Kong. From uh, from Tel Aviv. Where? Tell. Thank you. Tel Aviv. Yeah, I'm looking at another news article here. From Tel Aviv to, to Jerusalem uh, was to because because Sheldon Adelson wanted it so. That's the truth of the matter. Wow. It was Sheldon Adelson, $36 billion, and I have a connection there, and I won't oh. go into that, but anyway, yes. Um, so Casino magnet. Casino, you got it, casino Ma- magnet. Now deceased. Yeah, recently Thankfully. passed away. Yeah, recently passed away. Um, uh, anyway, so... At the age of 117. Well, unbelievable. This kid's wow. pretty cool. His kids are. No, I'm just. That's, he's 80. <laughs> yeah, he's 80. His, I, I've got a connection to the kids. That's how I know him. To his, to his huh? kids. But anyway. Um, okay. Yes. You yes. owe money? Uh, $30 billion. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so. Uh, also, what's interesting here, moving along here, is the world demographics are changing, pushing more towards deaths than births. So there are more people dying than there are being born, though in some countries populations wow. grow, and in some some countries you know, are excluded from that. But you know, in general, in general, yeah, fertility rates are falling nearly everywhere as women have gained more access to education and contraception. That's what's happening. That's what they're linking it to. And if I've always said, every time I see a woman get a good job, I'm like, there goes another empty kitchen. Can you know what I'm saying? I mean, Amanda? Oh, Andy. What? Andy, Andy, Andy. You know what I mean? I want to come home. 
I want to come home. I want to be handed the paper. I want to sit in my chair. I want to walk in the front door and say, hi, honey, I'm home, and I want a good dinner. You know what happened in those days? Give me my black and white TV. <laughs> Go buy a dog. <laughs> yeah, the boss. Here's your DNA. Even better, go to China, get one of those new robots they're working on, and then it will do it all for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it'll do break. There you go, girls. I spoke up for us. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was a year ago yesterday that George Floyd, George Floyd went to... Uh, buy a pack of cigarettes, went into a store, and he gave the clerk at the store a $20 bill that was thought to be Confederate, and the clerk called the cops. George Floyd walked outside, got into the car. He was taken out of his car and killed by the cops. That was one year ago yesterday. The world has not been the same since. And uh, as uh, much as his family is grieving and his friends and loved one, of course, um, the significance and the difference that his death has made in the world Yes, is, is indeed significant. Is indeed significant. Yeah. But that was uh, a year ago yesterday. I can't believe time is going too fast. I don't know why. You know, it seems like yesterday in so many ways. You know what I mean? Is it, we had lockdown for a year, but it just seems like every day that seemed like took forever to go by as a day, you look past and it, the whole time period since like George Floyd's death to now, and and, and it was the 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 injustice, the, the racial injustices was the. And it continues to be now. Um, was the premise for this program's initiation a month before Floyd was killed with wow. with, uh, with Lloyd yeah. Booker back then? It was the Ebony and Ivory show, and and it was two people yeah. who um, very like minded socially and politically. One uh, a black guy in uh, um, in in the East Coast, and the other a in, in a white atheist Jew on the West Coast. Um, very politically. Uh, you know, alike in terms of our thinking and, and our social issues, right on the same page. But the interesting thing was our perceptions and our skew and our way of looking at things from the from the angle of of a, of a black guy in, in his life and a, and a white Jewish guy. Um, although we come to the same conclusions about life and about how where we're at, um, the skew is 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 obvious, and it kind of made an interesting platform. Of course, the show has evolved since then, and now we have the end and Amanda Show. And it's been great. Three hundred some episodes into it, and it's been just absolutely wonderful. But that—that that was the—it was called the Ebony and Ivory Show back then, and that was the whole um, the foundation, the premise for the show ever happening in the first place. And then, of course, mm. George Floyd was killed, and of course, that gave us more steam and momentum to 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 fire up that conversation, which got a little bit too fired up, if you know what I'm saying at times. Which anyway, yeah. I don't know the story. Anyway, um, so but that was that was a year ago. Tuesday, and where did the time go? The number of deaths from the coronavirus is probably two to three times higher than the official data, and that is according to the World Health Organization. And um, and a lot of those numbers come out of Brazil. And there's a lot a lot of the attributing factors to the, those numbers are actually out of the country of Brazil, where the number of deaths was was probably tremendously understated. But someday okay. we'll actually figure out what this is. The, number, the numbers here in the United States are down I mean, incredibly. We're looking at you know, 25,000 cases a day, if that. Yeah. You know, gosh. Yeah. You know. Um, well, yeah. Un- unbelievable. But it'd be interesting to see what those, what those numbers, uh, I mean, the unfortunate, horrific toll uh, that this thing has had. And I'm, uh, hey, hey. Um, yeah. Chet, did you get vaccinated? I remember last time you were on the air, we t- we talked about vac- vaccines and so forth. Did you get vaccinated? 
Yeah, I got on the internet on a Friday uh, mm-hmm. on the at the drugstore, mm-hmm. and I got an appointment for the following Monday. Mm-hmm. So I went up and I bought cat food and kitty treats, and then sat in a plastic chair and got the Johnson and Johnson one and done shot. Oh, there nice! Target Superstore. Yeah. Wow. Then drove I have done done for my vaccine. You got a chair. Wow. <laughs> I, I got a I got a nice chair there, at Target, and I had to sit there because I'm old and crappy heart. Oh. So I had to sit there for 20 minutes and yeah, and make sure I didn't collapse. And then they said, yeah. "Okay, you're done." They gave me this little cardboard thing with my uh, vaccination thing on it and said, "Yes." Uh, See you next pandemic. Do you know uh, mm. Russia have uh, started to vaccinate am- animals with a COVID vaccine? Yeah, they really? started doing that. Yeah, uh, they've called the vaccination Carnivac dash cob, and um, the immunity is meant to last roughly about six months. And uh, EU has been interested in it. Argentina, uh, South Korea, Japan. And um, I believe um, another vaccine is being developed by the U.S. Um, pharma- a veterinary pharmaceutical company, Zoetis, I think they're called. Um, but they're saying that there's no evidence that animals play a significant role in the spread of the mm. virus, but that the infection has been found in various species worldwide, including dogs, cats, apes, and mink. And... Um, they apparently have been specially training sniffer dogs in Lebanon, uh, and they're learning to detect coronavirus. And a handful of trials have been taking place around the world, apparently, and there is a very specific smell to the COVID-19 virus. And they've been training the dogs to go from cone to cone to find a positive mm. sample. And if it's negative, the dog just carries on. And uh, they're saying that with standard tests, accuracy is around 70%. But with a well-trained sniffer dog, the accuracy is between 98 to 100%. That's very cool. That's very, very cool. That Somehow is... I have this picture of them trying to vaccinate bats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where do you stick the needle? I mean, really. I know, Kind of right? like sweaters for shih tzus. Bats are so cute. <laughs> they are so cute. Yeah. You know what, guys? I don't know if you heard about Boris Johnson being under fire at the moment from um, government and the press and everything. You know, when we're talking about Trump, it made me think, oh my goodness, about uh, Boris Johnson because it's been. You know, we. I said going back, and I don't know if check you're on any of the shows when I've said this that the UK um, kind of saw Boris Johnson as a Trump another Trump, a clone, mm-hmm. going back when he first, you know, took over. And then things started to progress with coronavirus, and people were like, oh, yeah, he's our savior. He's been doing all these wonderful things to help us, all these lockdowns and keeping people alive and stuff. But now mm-hmm. his former chief advisor, Dominic Cummins, has been revealing the inside things of what's been going on in government with Boris Johnson and how he's been handling the pandemic, claiming that Boris has been dealing with it in a somewhat selfish way since it first began and doing what he wanted right from the start, not taking on advice given and being focused more on the economy rather than saving lives. 
And uh, for anyone who's not aware, Dominic Cummings left number 10, which is where, you know, our Prime Minister yeah. resides. Yep. And his former position, um, he, he left because of breaking COVID rules. He travelled during lockdown back in spring 2020 um, with his family, um, leaving London because at the time it was said, just to protect the situation, that it was for childcare reasons um, that he was in desperate need of uh, help with that. But in fact, it was because his wife was receiving death threats. Um, mm. Mm. And to clear any, any issues over that time, he stepped down in his role. And um, so just recently he's come forward, well, today it's been all over the news that he's been sharing so much inside information about our government's handling over the pandemic here in the UK, such as claiming that the herd mentality, oh, sorry, uh, immunity, <laughs> <laughs> was the uh, government's policy early in the pandemic. And I remember it being port- reported way back then, and I'm sure I've talked about this with you, Andy, um, when it happened, that our MPs uh, were trying to convince government to focus on herd immunity at that time. And uh, he claims that Boris Johnson initially said that the COVID was just a scary story and was just a new swine flu. And he was saying that the government failed and many people died who didn't need to die. And so there's a huge list of things that is currently being revealed. And as the news progresses through today, more and more things are being added to that list. So Mm. it's going to be interesting in going over that and uh, seeing exactly what has been said. But, yeah, so there's a lot of pressure on Boris right now, and I think this is going to stir the pot with people on how they're going to view Boris and how he's dealt with it. But, you know, little things within that echoed Trump, because Trump was like, ah, you know, don't worry about the virus, don't take it seriously. And yet, you know, there's supposedly Boris saying, oh, yeah, it's just another scary story, don't worry about it. And I'm I'm just like, you know... And I said to you the other week, Andy, about Boris saying about the let the the pile of bodies build up or something um, along Mm. those lines. That was said behind closed doors. So that's been revealed as well by Dominic. And, um, you know, Boris Johnson is denying saying it, but supposedly several people heard him say it. So he's going to be facing quite a battle at the moment with uh, everything that's been said and done. So we shall see what happens to Boris. Um, but it's interesting, yeah. isn't it, that, you know, he's being attacked over where the money has come from to do up his his, uh, his apartment and things like that. You know, and you've got Trump on the other side of things being um, attacked and um, going through these, these trials for the, the naughty things he's been doing. And then there's, you know, these echoes of Boris doing things that, that Trump's been doing. So it's just like... Okay, so is the clone really coming out now? Are we seeing uh, the true side of Boris Johnson and uh, all this information being revealed? Or is Dominic just, you know, coming forward with this stuff in some sort of attempt to belittle him in some way or personal agenda? I don't know. I don't think he's got a yeah. reason for it, but he's he's saying our house secretary should have been fired as well because he lied to people. Um so it's it's going to go deep, and I'm really intrigued as to all this information that's coming out and what's truly been going on behind closed doors in our government. So I shall be sharing that with our beautiful audience, and um, we shall see. I'm intrigued. Hmm. Uh, as as I am too. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, I always I always thought that Boris Boris reminded me of Trump right from the beginning. Yeah, I think he did a lot. Him and Bolsonaro and 
Yeah, they're yeah. playing the same uh, right-wing populist game. The latest mm-hmm. today I read about is uh, Trump and Newt are getting together. And, oh, my God. Yeah. And they're going to be putting together the 2021 or 2023, no, 2022 version of Contract on America. Oh, really? So be ready for that. That should be interesting. And uh, if Biden keeps uh, reneging on campaign promises the way he is, it's highly likely that they'll grab the House at least. I don't see that happening. And the reason why I don't see that happening is because the Republican Party is in incredible disarray. I mean, as a matter of fact, by the time 2022 rolls around, um, there might be two Republican parties. You know, it just it's just in total disarray. And I think I don't think I think most Americans are behind what Biden wants to have happen. His what he wants to happen is not not happen because of his own will. Things are being incredibly tied up by the Republicans right now. And when you look at the, no, what, how Manson Americans would cinema, really. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we the look Republicans at what, don't have a vote if Manchin and Cinema vote to yeah. remove the filibuster. The Republicans are impotent. Yeah, they it's 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 well they are. But but also like for example, but they you, are the getting Repul- ready they are uh, busy redistricting and gerrymandering, et oh, cetera, yeah. to make the House even less likely for the Democrats to to yeah. win. Yeah, the I same see, as twenty ten well, all over again. Yeah, my prediction and we haven't been wrong yet. My prediction um, as we predicted, the presidential outcome is that you're going to see a, a gain for Democrats, both in the House and the Senate, by the time 2022 rolls around, because you're going to see so much complete, you know, arguments and, and, and battling between, you know, they're still going to be talking about January 6th come the, the 2022 election. Yeah. And I, I predict yeah. now, and I'll have a number. I think, bef- I think by the end of 2021, I will have a number. And we'll see how my, my prediction comes true. I have an idea now, which I'm not going to reveal. But I have a, I'm going to have a number by the end of 2021 of how many seats we're going to pick up in the House and how many seats we're going to pick up in the Senate. Let's see how we do. I haven't been wrong yet. Not that I won't be wrong. You know, hey, you know, you can't keep the streak going forever. But 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 I I do predict that that we're going to see um, a very very strong, very very organized. Uh, Democratic uh, campaign for all the candidates, and you're going to see a Republican Party that continues to be in more disarray and more fighting. And also, I think what the Democrats are going to do is to continue to propagate and promote and, and, and not let anybody forget Donald Trump and January 6th and all the arguments and Gates and, and what's her name, Marjorie Taylor or what's her name, Green, and all these things and, and the Lincoln Project or even, you know, the conservative Republicans, they continue to run these mm-hmm. ads and PSAs that we've already run on their show. Um, yeah, just you know, and the Republicans, the Republicans, and there's lest we not forget, and and I think that's going to be the message come 2022. And I'm, I, I am, oh, you always have to be concerned. You always have to be on guard because you never know. I mean, Donald Trump became president, you know, and and as I said before, yeah. it's not Donald Trump. I, I've known, I, I I did business with the Trump organization in 1983, four, five, and six when he's building the uh, casino hotel in Atlantic City. We I was uh, I owned I was a partner in an advertising PR firm. That did some of the brochures, the public relations, the graphic design work, and I, I can, you know, tell you all about his stiffing us and not paying all the invoices and why that happened, and we investigated what happened, and all the other graphic design firms and other contractors that are also stiff, whether they supply metal uh, for wow. the construction, whether they supply architectural design, whether they supply catering, uh, mm-hmm. silverware, uh, trim, paint, 
um, for the, and I'm just talking about the building of that one casino in Atlantic City. Um, but you, you go through the entire, all the Trump properties, and you hear the same stories from all the contractors, mostly the mom-and-pop businesses. You know, and, and I, you know, we also did business with other casinos, and a lot of we also did, you know, represented Pepsi and Burger King and Subaru and had, had some clients mm-hmm. that enabled us to, to make our payroll every two weeks. Um, yeah. But the... Uh, but I must say that uh, the Trump business would come in. And here's, you know, and, and, this, and this is, you know, again, going back to 83 or 4 or whatever it was. And, um, you know, you get a, you submit an invoice for $6,700 uh, for a little project or something. And, or, or let's say you, you did this, uh, and Amanda, you're a graphic designer. If, I'm going back before computers when you had, you walked into your graphic design, your art room, and all the yeah. designers were there with the great big art boards, and you cut rubies, That's right. and the erasers yeah. are moving, and the overlays, and the color separations, and the type, the AM typesetting, and the machines where all the type would come out in the galleys, you know, and yeah. the art department takes exacto knives and cuts. That's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So we we put together these, and you're a mechanical, is right, uh, Amanda? So mechanical is something that that you give to the printer, and that's what the printer uh, makes their um, their their you know the equivalent of a mold to print from, really. That's the mechanical. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and, and and being a graphic designer, you know, uh, Amanda, you get things signed off. You say, here's what it's going to actually look like. Here's here's the comps. Here's the here's the artwork. Here are the actual mechanicals. Take it to Blue Line. You take it to Blue Line. That's the actual printer's proof of what this piece is going to look like. They got to sign yeah. that off too. Here's the Blue Line. You know, we're spending yeah. we're spending twenty seven thousand dollars on printing this thing. You know, you've got to sign if this. this you've got to acknowledge this is what it's going to be. Yeah, you know, we, we can't t- we can't take it to the printer, who's an outside company, without you with your signature here authorizing. This is exactly what you want. You know, if you want to make any changes, you got to pay for them. You got to yeah. pay for the changes, but you know, if, if it's good as is, boom. Well, sometimes uh, they would make changes. Quite often, people make changes, and that's okay. You know, we have this new person. You know, we added. We we all thought about it. We loved it, but we decided. We want to put that, or we think we should put that in bold. You know, let's, let's put that in bold. You know, we know you got to go yeah. back and redo that, but just put that line. You know, little things like that that just happen as part of the process before an advertising yeah. piece or a printed piece or brochure comes to fruition and gets printed and looks, whoa, we, you know. Um, so, but mm-hmm. at every step of the way, the client signs off on every step of that process because the client has to acknowledge that all these changes and all these things you're doing, we're glad to do them. We have the capability to do them. We're still, we'll make your time frame. But they're extra. You got to pay for all these changes. I can't just keep going on forever here and uh, obligate my art department and all the people I pay, but you know, pay every week just to keep doing your changes every day and include it in the base price. Ain't going to happen, right? Yeah. So, so what happened with the Trump deals uh, is you'd make these changes and they sign off in the blue line. Then you give them the bill, let's say for the pre-print production with the changes, and the changes could be thousands of dollars. And they were told that ahead of time. And they signed off on those changes ahead of time, but they don't pay for them. So you, you, you yeah. give them a sixty-seven hundred dollar uh, invoice on a product that was going to cost forty, forty-seven hundred or fifty, whatever, and mm. it's missing that extra. Well, yeah. Why? You know, I I paid my I had to pay my staff. I my, I made my payroll. I, I paid my my employees to do it. So you're not going to reimburse me for what I paid employees to do it. You're not going to pay us. And then they give you another seven or eight thousand dollar project the same day. Well, we're not going to pay you wow. for that. Do something else. And what, yes, and what right. came down from the top? And this came from the top. This came from Weisselberg. This came from Trump. Yeah. Yeah. What are they going to do? Sue Trump? Short of a thousand bucks. They're going to they're going to sue Trump for a thousand bucks. Give them another project. We'll short them on that too. Or maybe we'll stiff them on that. Yeah. That that is that is my experience as a mom and pop business doing business with the Trump organization in the eighties. 
And we, I made my payroll every two weeks. They didn't make me go out of business. Some people did, did not have the same fortune. And, wow. and not only not only in that casino hotel, but moving further ahead, moving moving, you know, I mean, way beyond me, way in huge. I mean, you know, I'm talking six thousand here, seven thousand here, three thousand, two hundred, ten thousand. You know, my fees, yeah. whatever the printing fees they were. But uh, we're talking businesses that built Trump organization for hundreds of thousands of dollars that got stiffed and went yeah. out of business because Trump Trump didn't pay them. And they had to pay their employees and pay their contractors. That's who he is. That's crazy. That's who this man yeah. is. He was a yeah. fraud. He's a failed businessman. He's every single business he's ever started, he bankrupted, except the one that was handed to him by his father, which he said his father gave him a $1.4 million loan. It was $14 million and then some. The guy's a wow. total failure. He's a fraud. He's a cheat. He's a liar. That's who he is. That's who Donald Trump is. And what is disappointing to this day is not the fact that he became president. But the population that had the wool pull over their eyes that couldn't see through it. Right. I'm not a rocket scientist. I play guitar. You know, that's what I do. And, and I do the show and whatever. I, do, uh, I show up on, on, on set and act and, and memorize the lines, supposed to memorize and say them. That's what I do. I'm, I'm not this degreed philosopher, political historian, college, you know, whatever guy. I'm, I, I play guitar. You know, I do. La, 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 that's what I do, right? So, <laughs> so how, how, why is it that I was able to, or people, or, or that a majority of America, a majority of America, was able to see through this guy and didn't want him to be president. And in 2016, it was over three million more people saw through this guy, and 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 he was voted to be president. Yeah, that's what's disappointing to me. Not that Donald Trump is who he is. There's a lot of people, and I've met a lot of them in business who were like Donald Trump. I've met a, there's a lot of them out there, a lot. All right, this guy yeah. was like that, and he ran for president, and people may, elected him to be president of the United States. And well, even if I didn't have that, that business experience with him, even if I didn't have it, you'd still be able to see right through. How could you – the guy's obviously a bullshitter. He's obviously a liar. Yeah. But he knows how to win so, people over. He did it on TV, didn't he? I mean, that that was a great starting point for him being on, you know, that show and mm-hmm. um, winning winning people's hearts that way. And then, and then they're thinking, oh, great, this guy could be a president. That's freaking cool. And then the way he knows how to win people over by speaking a certain language to try and – excuse the term, brainwash people into his way of thinking and being and, you know, knows how to press the right buttons and that's that's how he won them over, you know? Yes. Well, everything, everything you said, I completely understand. And, um, you know, from your personal experience, you know, you've had the inside track there as to yep. the glimpse of what he's really like and there are many yep. people out there who who have experienced the same thing and just unfortunate that it's not enough to convince people to say, well, look, this is what he's really like. Instead, mm-hmm. you know, he's been the showman and he's won people over. And uh, the, the reaching out to that savior, well, that, ma- that, that magic bullet, that savior, that person is going to suddenly make their lives better. Disregard all that crap, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, if you get deep into the numbers, though, remember he only he only won by a few. Uh, what what was it? Forty thousand votes. Yeah, 40, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, Chet. Yeah, you're in right. In three right. states. That's right. And what he won were the boot voters. That's right. Those are the voters who voted Bush, Obama, Obama, yeah. and then they were confronted with Hillary, status quo Hillary, even That's more right. of a warmonger than I, Obama. I almost forgot. I almost and forgot. Trump making noises like he was going to end regime change wars. He also made yes. noises about those corporate uh, corporate plutocrats who were screwing the worker. 
he actually said stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. he got just yeah. enough of of uh, really oppressed working class people mm-hmm. to go from Obama to Trump because the alternative was more of the same. You, you know yeah. something interesting? You know, Trump was also a Democrat for most of his life. He only became Republican, the, you know, it wasn't long ago. And when, when it was we, basically an uh, equal opportunity campaign briber. He would bribe yeah. whoever was in power. <laughs> so some of the things that he said as a business owner, and somebody who's written a whole lot of pay, I've created jobs, I've done all, I've done all that stuff, you know, and I've, I've paid my taxes and, and you know, had my complaints, <laughs> many of them, many of them. But people who know me in business <laughs> say uh, I'm more conservative than most Republicans they know. Yeah, just to give you an idea, right? So. Um, so I was right with Trump for many of the things that he said. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. As a former business owner, as some, uh-huh. as, you know, starting a business from nothing with just off the sweat of off my back and, and passion and commitment and, 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 you know, bam, one client making cold calls to get clients and another cold call another, and built a business that did millions of dollars and employed a lot of people with no capital backing. I did that. And, and having done that, Having done that, I did it several times actually. I did it in the yacht business. I did it in the advertising business. Um, and having done it, I, I'm probably more more conservative thinking when it comes to financial matters. I'm like, you know, as Ronald Reagan said, get the fuck out of my pocket. You know, let, let me do what yeah. I let me. You know, we, we can make this work, okay? If, if you don't just keep stealing, let me create jobs. Let me, let me grow my business. Why do you keep every time I get ahead? You take you take half my money. How am I going to get yeah. anywhere if you keep taking half? If you yeah. keep taking my money, how do you want me to grow? Hey, you should start your own business. This is America. This is a land of opportunity. Hey, 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 start your own. You can do this. You can do this. <laughs> oh, Andy made some money. Let's look at his wallet. Whoa, grab it. Take it. Sorry, Andy. Oh, you got to eat McDonald's tonight. Sorry. <laughs> so, sorry about that. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Your local tax, your this tax, your that tax, your every tax, your this tax, your this complaint. Oh, anyway. Uh, so, so, so. Of course, I'm looking. Very good, I'm very looking good. at the, the three trillion dollars a year wasted on the war machine and uh, extra profits corporations in the sick care system. Yeah, you know what is it? Tra- was it? Is it? Is it four hundred? Is it the the Biden administration wants people who make, and that's after all your deductions, by the way, after all the deductions, who make over four hundred thousand dollars a year to pay just a little bit more in tax. To try to pay for some of the, pro- I didn't follow it directly. I haven't been following much. I got to be honest with you, the election. But anyway, what he promised was nobody who makes less than four hundred and fifty thousand gross income will yeah, 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 yeah. will see a tax increase. What yeah. he didn't tell you is that nobody who makes over four fifty will see a tax increase either. <laughs> <laughs> But I, you know, I'm I'm paying more. You know, the the Trump tax cut. I'm paying more tax. You know, they they eliminated the ability to write off your local state yeah, taxes you, from your tax. Your return. mortgage. Uh, yeah, the the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'm so I did the biggest that. tax cut in history. No, you know what I liked? I got to be honest with you, what I liked. George Bush, uh, 43, when you know we had a recession happening then, and he he gave everybody 1,600 dollars checks. Everybody, he said, it's your money. It's your money. We're going to give some back to you. We're going to help you out a little bit. We're going to. We're going to. It's all your money. We're, we're just going to give some back to you. It's your money, not our money. It's your money. And I, I, I you know, there's a part of me, maybe also due to my financial position at the time, because I've been up and down. 
you know, there's been times times in my life when I had a I did very very well, and there's been times in my life with kids where I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from. I've, I've been both. And um, yeah. I remember when when Bush was um, was uh, you know, okay, we're going to give you some of your money back. I'm like George, you just bought my you just bought a vote here. <laughs> you bought my vote. Give me that sixteen hundred dollars, man. <laughs> no, but but not quite. But uh, you know, and, and then Trump says the biggest tax cut in history. I'm Andy's paying more. Now I got deductions right. and all this kind of crap and everything. You know, I mean, I've, I've got my own business and my music. You know, is obviously it's my own corporation. Blah blah blah. But um, but I'm paying more. So how? how what what about the largest tax cut in history? What? What? My my? Yes, my. I got to talk to my accountant about that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> on, anyway. on net, like the, the rich, the richest got such a huge decrease that on net. You Do you know, believe it? Yeah. You, you remember, Chet, you might relate to this because I, I remember Ben and Jerry's, new, you know, the, the folk and Newport Folk Festival and stuff. I remember in the late early, early 90s when I first started my, my folk career and everything's all hug a tree. Um, and there was a banner. I think it came out of Ben and Jerry's, but maybe they just they just picked it up and used it. Whereas imagine if we had to fund the military with a bake sale and the, and we funded education, something like that, but the military... I I have the T-shirt. Yeah, what's it? See? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine if schools had all the money they want and the U.S. Air Force had to hold a bake sale to buy a bomber. Imagine that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too idealistic. That's where I live. In my and head. unfortunately, I do, and I get a lot of crap for it online, even from liberals. You know, they say, "Oh, you want your sparkly pony?" No, <laughs> don't. Instead of spending 1.3 trillion dollars a year on a on a war machine that can't win a war, I'd rather see it in a Department of Peace that can create. Global yes. restorative yes. justice. Yes. 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 Department of Peace. Yes, Chet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right on. Right on, man. Absolutely. Absolutely right on. Right on. I agree. Absolutely, yeah. Department of Peace. Who would ever imagine the Department of Peace? Dennis Kuzmanich. Only Andy Demander fired for it. <laughs> they made his district disappear. <laughs> and how about the? Is the Air Force going to stay? The Air, are we going to have the Star Trek thing happening? Is the Air Force staying, or is that going to go by the wayside? Are we keeping the Air Force, the Space Force. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the Space, Space Force. Force. The Space Force. Yeah, yeah. Space Force. Yeah, I'm, yeah. They should all yeah. go to Af- uh, 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 Amsterdam. Have some of that spacey cake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my you had that, right, yeah, Amanda? Here's good. Absolutely. You pop over to Amsterdam for spacey cake once in a while, don't you? And all that hash oil <laughs> in it. I've been to uh, Amsterdam, and um, yeah, that was an experience. Quite a place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were staying. We were staying. Actually, found a room in a house uh, where we were staying. It was a lot cheaper than any of the hotels. And the guy was a professional photographer, and among his clients were uh, some of the ladies from the red light district. So he took us oh, really? down and introduced us to a couple of his clients, and one of which was at the yeah. peep show, and it was <laughs> quite interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. It certainly is. <laughs> it was a we got stuck opening. there for a week for some reason. We were only going to stay a couple of days, and for some reason we got stoned and looked at Van Gogh paintings. And <laughs> that sounds cool. Couldn't though. get out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Unlike Spacey the, Cake the and then go look at Van Gogh. Yeah, mm. right? <laughs> oh. oh, the, well, the funniest thing we were, beautiful. we were we were at the Van Gogh Museum and we're looking at the paintings and stoned out of our minds and uh, and some woman lit up a cigarette in the lobby and three or four guards immediately descended on her and said, "Put that thing out!" <laughs> it <was so> <laughs> I can just see it in my head. That's brilliant. Wow, but yeah, I, like going around the, the city and, and and things, it's such a beautiful place. And like I said, oh, the architecture is yeah. gorgeous, and all the cafes where you can just walk in and have a joint is just like wow. <laughs> Great city to walk in, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And if you get tired of walking, you grab one of the municipal bicycles and just bike. Yeah, I know. So gorgeous. Go okay. along the canal. Yeah. Okay. That was so cool. They had they had a bunch of bicycles. They painted them, I think it was yellow, and they were for anybody to use. You just use the bike, go from here, go from there, drop the bike off, and yeah. uh, and then they had a problem. Uh, people oh. were uh, stealing the bicycles, and then sometimes kids will just get kicked the crap out of them. Oh, of course. And in in the United States, we know that. What would happen? That the city would pass draconian laws against harming the bicycles and put a bunch of people in jail and all that sort of thing and kids in juvie. In Amsterdam, they bought some more bicycles. Wow! Hats off to them. Hats off to them. The whole system, the way it works, there is fascinating as well. The, the, the way they they deal with their their trash over there. They they take it out of their their buildings and they put it in what looks like a um a trash can outside and it goes underground and that's where the uh, the trash collectors pick it up from. It's not actually on the streets at all, um, which is a way to keep the streets clean and everything. And I was I was so impressed hmm. when I found that out. I was just like, wow, that system should be in place for a lot of places, a lot of countries. Is, I think that's such a there, great idea. Is there, is there recycling as well? You know, I would imagine there is, considering how progressive they are as a country. Um, but at that time when I visited, you know, recycling wasn't a big thing then. It was certainly wasn't a big thing over here at that point. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it would be fascinating to know that. Sure, but um, oh, is, it, is, is, is that a huge thing there, Andy? Oh, and yeah. Hawaii? Oh, yeah. Mandatory. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the bad news is China is not taking it anymore. So uh, yeah, it's, apparently. Still, it's going to the landfill now, most of it. Mm. Wow. I got to tell you an interesting story about recycling. I, 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 was, I worked on the Jimmy Carter campaign in the 70s for president and was very active in that campaign in, in, in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Wow. And um, when it was over, Carter won. We were all jumping up and down, all excited and all this stuff, and Carter became president at the time. And I was so into working for a cause. I mean, pouring it all in, 110%, just into it, into it, into it, so into it. And then it was over, I felt like my passion is still there and my commitment to make a difference is still there. So so the presidential campaign is over, but I, I'm not over. I want, I want to keep doing this. What do we do? So 
So yeah. I started an organization called, and this is when recycling was first starting to come about. It was just like uh, you hear about it, you know. This is 1975 or something right in there. So mm. I started an organization called the Citizens for Recycling, and I recruited other people to join me. And we all wow. kicked in some money. We established a you know a nonprofit. We put some money in the bank. And I started a relationship with a company here in the U.S. called the Container Corporation of America. And I guess they're still around. They had a subdivision called Pioneer Paper. And what Pioneer Paper did is they put huge, big bins, these great big blue bins, huge, like big semi-tractor trailer truck turned upside down so it's open at the top kind of or something like that, right, bins, that they would place in township lots and have people or townships bring their paper goods for recycling. And they would right. pay the township a lot of money in return for that. They, the townships actually made a lot of money by telling the, the citizens of that township to mm. recycle. And it became a profit center for the township. And this is what Pioneer Paper was doing in some towns. So I said, wow, we should make that why don't we have, if we can make all this money from this huge corporation called Container Corporation of America and their subsidiary Pioneer Paper, we should have it mandatory where we not just send trucks trucks out to collect all this paper and put it in landfills like Chet was saying and get over we dispose of it and pollute the environment and blah blah blah, but mm-hmm. we should have them pick up, except, you know, have people put in one bin all your recycled goods, your papers, your whatever, and your your normal your other trash can all your other trash. So we wrote a, we got together with Pioneer Paper with some folks there and wrote a very uh, extensive proposal, which yeah. another guy who I did this with, who's still a Facebook friend of mine, former police officer and friend back then, I haven't, been, I haven't seen him in years, but he's a guy named Bob Fry. Bob, if you're listening down in Florida, hey. Um, we went in front of the, um, we scheduled ourselves to give a, uh, to be a speaker at the Lowell Marion. Lowell Marion's a, a township outside of Philadelphia. Very you know, mainline, very affluent area. And to present our proposal. And Bob got up, and I don't think he lasted more than 30 seconds before they made him sit down. Oh, really? Right. Now, here's the interesting thing. Fast forward to 1990s, right? Yeah. Recycling becomes mandatory. Stiff fines if you don't recycle. All the townships. Wow. The entire area. The entire area. There's Andy with this idea back in the 70s. We should do this. Nah, 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 nah. In the 90s, it becomes mandatory. The idea that what we want to do in the 70s becomes mandatory. I mean, you, when you moved into a house, you, you know, you, you're given. You, you, you're given this great big yellow recycling bin to put all your recycling yeah. stuff in. And, and they have yeah. two different trucks. Sometimes two different days or sometimes the same day. Two great big trash trucks. One's got the big recycling uh, logo on it. The other's trash. And they and it's mandatory that you recycle. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Yes, that is that is interesting, Andy. Wow. Huh. Mm. Mm. There was a lot of conspiracy about it all, though. I mean, especially here. I don't know about there, but, you know, when recycling became a huge thing here, it was kind of like, okay, so the government's making money off Mm -hmm. us, cleaning out everything that we we purchase, you know, giving it to them to take away. So we're going to all this effort, doing all the work for them to clean, make sure the product is clean. Because apparently if you've got a little bit of, 
food in in the container or whatever it is that you're recycling they won't mm-hmm. they won't recycle it they just bin it and you know that surprised me i thought okay so we're we're, we're we're getting these products it's our responsibility to make sure they're immaculately clean we we make the effort to put them out ready to be collected and you know people were like okay so is this really helping the climate and um you know our, our governments are making money off of this so is it just a way for them to make more money and just keep people satisfied thinking they're doing something towards the climate change? And, you know, there was a lot of that talk going on at the time and it was a little crazy. And I'm sure there's people who still think and feel that way um, as to how much it's helping. But, you know, and then where they all get shipped off to and, you know, how much it is truly helping. And so, yeah. It's, uh, yes, it's... It would be a lot more effective if we just didn't create so much waste in the first time. I agree with you completely, Chair. I mean, there's ways we can combat all of this problem. We don't have to recycle everything because we can create products that will help us out with that dramatically. Like the fact that in the U.S. less products. Yes, less products, yeah. I mean, the the fact that you can go to a a food store over there and you have a a brown paper bag handed to you with your things in... Over here, it was all plastic bags, and it has been for many, many years. So we've been contributing to the craziness of plastics and things for so many years, and only now really starting to do anything serious about it. And that's so sad. And, um, you know, other countries are are steaming ahead. I think either Sweden or Switzerland, one of those, have, have always been very progressive in that sense. I think possibly Sweden, because they've always been great with climate and um a lot of things to do with their their citizens and 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 work and politics and things like that. I admire them as a country for all that they try to achieve, and I think they're a great example for many countries. In the, the I way they, I, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if all the Martians, like we were talking about in the earlier part of our show, if all the Martians are up there saying, "Uh oh, here come the humans." Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> We already got the litter from all of his other probes, and here comes another one with a helicopter. <laughs> How long is that helicopter going to last? <laughs> who's going to recycle that helicopter? Yeah, look at all this space junk they've got floating out here, you know? <laughs> and we, when we begin space to populate junk is and becoming a real planet. problem, you know? Yeah, and we begin to, to colonize and mine the Mars, you know, and set up mine, mines and all kind on of, Mars, which might probably be beyond our lifetime, but it's probably going to happen sometime. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, Amazon is uh, buying, uh, uh, barring any government intervention, Amazon's buying MGM for eight point five billion dollars. Guess why? Yeah, I heard about that. Why is that? The main thrust behind it is the James Bond logo and franchise. Really. Yep. Why? Yep. Why? Because James Bond. They want to like get the in M- on the. They want to get in on the uh, Netflix, uh, Amazon yep. Prime. Yep. Or right. they want to make Amazon Prime another Netflix. I Netflix. Think, yeah. 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 They're of they're, they're failing yeah. Netflix and and by buying acquiring MG. Well, that's you know, we used to have little corner drugstores, little corner shops, little corner places to go get an ice cream cone or whatever. You know. Blockbusters. Blockbuster. And now 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 Rite Aid. I have a local Rite Aid store down the street from me. They're selling ice cream in the in the in the Rite Aid stores now. Wow. Goodbye, Beth. I, I, I don't know. You know I remember the days of going to a store and, and, and renting out VHSs and 
uh, yeah. DVDs. Oh, that was good though, days. Like, let's take a trip. Let's go choose a movie and then get home. Yeah, get buy some snacks and get home and then watch. Yeah, a movie. that was so cool. I miss those yeah. days. Let's face it, it is you know? convenient now. You know, you, you just let there like, oh, let's put a movie on. Sure, within minutes you got a movie. So, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. that's fun, but it, it's making that special trip. You know, it was exciting. Reading mm-hmm. all the back of the covers and taking your time choosing the right movie for you. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something special about it. I'm Shane from the back of the Studebaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on I, the I, miss screen those... in the drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> I miss those days. Yeah, you know. I do. So I, I, remember, I remember drugstore soda fountains, my friend. Uh, we still wow. have one. Did we have one. Oh, my God. Back, we have one right down the street. Back in Honolulu, back in the 50s, I hid out. From, my brother and I hid out from the Alex Ramos game gang in one of those. Wow. Wow. Sitting at the soda fountain. Get you a soda for 10 cents. Mm-mm. Do you know what I used to fantasize about soda. as a kid? Is your, like, uh, American diners. Uh, it's just diners to you, right? But over here, it's, it's American diner, right? American so, diners. American diners. <laughs> That's good. So, you know, you here we call them, them greasy spoons. All oh, right, okay. American diners. <laughs> American diners. So, yeah, we used to see them in movies and stuff, and I'd be like, wow, they're so cool. I wish we had them over here. And uh, then it became a thing that we were starting to have more and more places like that. It's a kind of like gimmick thing, but it, it paid off because more and more places are opening up like that. And they were so cool to me. I was just like, wow, yeah, we've got to have that. And, you know, I remember on a, like on, a bus, on a bus mm-hmm. trip through the south one time, I w- was uh, the, the bus stopped for lunch, and we yeah. went into the little diner there and uh, sat down at the counter and ordered a hamburger, and, and the woman said, you want grits with that? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was, what's a grit? <laughs> Do I want grits with my burger? Well, it's 50 style ones, I think, really pop for me. You know, look at them and I think, ah, oh, yeah, so cool. All the chrome and like, you, sometimes you get the red leather and I think that just really looks so cool. I enjoy that. They had a really, a really cool one downtown Berkeley. Oh, yeah? Time. Yeah. It was a it was a old fashioned nog hide seats and the the whole nine yards. It was really fun. I don't remember the name oh. of it. It's right next to the we theater. Have, we have one now. It's still closed because of COVID, but uh, mm. with a, a big drugstore and it's so cool. It's like walking back into the fifties. It's huge. And they have the big you know all the, the little candies you go buy and the bowls and the you know all the different. And it's also a drugstore. Um, but they have a great big counter and also some outside tables. And you go in there and get a malted, the milkshakes they make in the great big silver containers and they pour it in the glass oh, and give you this yeah. container. And it is, it's, wow. it's in South Pasadena. It's called, I forget what it's called, but it is really, what a fun place to go. And you get a Sunday or a malted or a shake, whatever, a hot dog, yeah. you know, like the old fashioned, you know, counter, the old fashioned drugstore counter, like you're talking about. It's, so it still exists, at least in this town. <laughs> there's one, wow. there's one. <laughs> There's one. I think they're amazing. Yeah. The only difference yeah. is the malteds are twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> right. I think uh, actually seven seven ninety five, which you know, yeah, yeah. Back then, what were they? Pretty fifty close. cents. Yeah, yep. Um, Chet, uh, uh, Chet, who's been uh, Andy. a good friend of the show, uh, <laughs> is a musician and uh, a producer and a guitar player and bass player and songwriter and performer. Um, 
that video that you did, uh, I, I did this um, guitar, uh, I was doing this guitar workshop sessions for, who was it, Sam Ash Music at the time, I guess it was, and uh, some students made a video of me doing this demonstration of this guitar riff and open tuning on this old ovation guitar or something, and made a video and put the video out, and uh, Chet got the video, and he uh, opened up his own video and videoed himself playing bass to this guitar piece that I did. I think it was in 2015 or 14. And, uh, and he sent it to me. And it, it's great. And I Chet, put it on YouTube. And in one day, we have 750 or 715 uh, viewers in a day. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, in one day. Boom. So they put it out. Boom. Yeah, that was really cool. I don't know how you did that, but it was very cool. Very, very cool. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to start planning our tour. We're going to, you know, things are opening we, we up. We know 750 houses we can play in. At least. It, but isn't that cool? Because I, I, I thought we'd get three, you know. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. It is cool. And I, I just put up did a lot of videos. <laughs> yeah. I, I just did it for fun. You know, I looked at it and said, you know, I want to see what happens if I put this thing up there. You know, and I want to... I want to put this thing up. Just see what, you know, see what happens. Boom. I'm like, Whoa. I wonder how many were from the UK. I wonder. Yeah. I don't know how all this Thanks works. Thanks the isn't, show. Is there analytics or something you can try? I don't know. I have to look into that. Maybe there's a way to I find out. I think you can do the Google, anal- YouTube, the Google Analytics and find out. Yeah, it's I, I know what it was. It was Amanda Love watching China. it 750 times. Bam, 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 Stop bam. It. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Thank you, Amanda. Appreciate you being my only fan. And, and, yeah, and, you're no. welcome. No, but Chet, Chet added a, um, a bass part there, uh, um, and that was really well, it was good, Chet. I mean, really, you've got a knack for this stuff. It's pretty impressive, I must say. You really do. It was, uh, it was a challenge. It was a challenge. Chad has produced a lot of my music over the past couple of years, and every song I ever sent him, every track, he's like, same thing. Um, it's a challenge. You've got to learn how to keep the beat one like of these a, days. Some of them I have to spend like about an hour to chart, because <laughs> Andy never plays any, even, not even the verses or choruses the same way twice. It, it's really... Uh, <laughs> Lovely. It's lovely. But definitely a challenge. Yeah. That's, well, we got I used more. to call it soloitis. It's these people I've played with over the years who mostly play solo. They they really don't care too much about, you know, where the measure ends or, you know, <laughs> anybody following them. <laughs> it's good, though. It's good. Keeps me on my toes. Yeah, well, you do a good yeah. job, man. It's good, good stuff. And that's it. Yeah, do you have a website? Do you, do you have a website or anything? Do you, you have songs? You have a whole bunch of stuff that you've done, right? I have Where a can real somebody find that website? Um, you know, if if you Google, it's chetgardner dot com slash. Um, let me give it give it correctly here. Uh, yeah. I think it's chetgardner.com, Chet, capital C, chet2020.html. And I've been doing, you know, I call it the COVID years. Mm. 
And I've got about like uh, 18 songs, I think, in, wow. the, in the can. And originally the idea was to maybe even produce a CD or two, and then I checked to see. They're all cover songs, so I checked to see what the royalties would be and decided to give them away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so oh. so it, it's okay to give them away, I think. Yeah. You, you yeah. can give them away. You just can't charge money for the product. That's so right, that's where, yeah. So it's uh yeah. I I put up that web page just for friends and acquaintances and I guess uh the world is my friend and acquaintance now. There you go. There you go. And they're Absolutely. welcome to check it out. Welcome well, to check it out. I, suppose, it's I, great. I should put the I'll just put the link on my main web page. I haven't even touched my web page in two years. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you, you, you're, you know, you should, you, if you got it, flaunt it, as they say. You're, a, you're, a very, you're a great talent, yeah, good, exactly you know, real good songwriter, yeah. and, and you got one heck of a history behind you in the, in the, in the world of folk and acoustic music, and, uh, and you should get it out there because you're certainly deserving of that. So, we look forward to hearing well, thank you more, um, folks. We're going to wrap this up. Chet Gardner has been our guest, a good friend of the show, and thank you for calling in. And folks, you could do like you know, call in five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. I'm hoping that you have seen evidence that we don't bite, and um, we have no idea what we're doing and what we're talking <laughs> about. We but we kind of have a fun time doing that. So um, that's what we do here on the Andy and Amanda Show. Amanda Love in the UK. I'm Andy Kimball here in the US. Cornell Butler is a guy who put this whole thing together and continues to pride uh, painfully. Um, Amanda and myself to keep going. <laughs> sort of like that device on Stargate SG-1. Yeah. <laughs> comes out of our mouth and eyes. But this has been fun, and I want to thank all our, most of the folks who we've learned at this point that listen to the show and download the show. Actually, download and listen to it. I, I don't know why, Absolutely. but I'm, hey, listen, I'm not going to stop you. You've already done it because you're listening to this on podcast right now, most likely. Yeah. And thank you for downloading and listening. Masculine squared. You know, something. Uh, but iHeartRadio, Pandora, iTunes, uh, uh, Google, Amazon, uh, Alexa, I can go on and on, iTunes Radio, <laughs> all these things. We're, we're everywhere. And I want to thank all of our uh, distributors for, for putting up with this and carrying the show. And, of course, Absolutely. our live broadcast provider, which is Blog Talk Radio, we're on right now. Folks, if you want to tune in, download and call the show again. It's 515-605-9888. We look forward to your conversation, your ideas, thoughts, opinions. That's what we're doing this year for. Oh, we love to hear ourselves talk, I think. Maybe not. But anyway, we um, we love your, your participation in, in the show as well. So keep that in mind as we move along. We're going to be back on Friday for our weekend roundup show where we get kind of crazy and zany and uh, have a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, and, absolutely. Uh, you don't want to miss that show, and uh, it's good to uh, be back on this uh, Wednesday. God, we've been away for a while, man, as we were saying earlier. We've been, we have. Been a, it's been a week. Yeah. It's been a week. We have been on since I last know. Wednesday. Whoa. I know, right? That's just, Whoa. wow. Where does Blackers. time go? <laughs> well, I, I don't know, Chad, if you heard it, but I did a show on Monday morning uh, and the uh, the Phantom Power on the microphone wasn't on so the only thing you would hear is the audio clips I played because um, Amanda was feeling un- <laughs> so 
So Amanda was going under the weather because of COVID. So I was just, I was talking, you know, I was doing a very calm show. I was like very calm, trying to be like, you know, more, more professional sounding, you know, leaving some space and talking and raising some questions. And then I played an audio That's your clip. audition reel. So, yeah, it could, it, I, you know something? It probably could have been like if I was going to get a job in radio here in LA, that, that show would have been my reel. That, that's what I would use. But so I went to download. That's the part about the mic being dead. Well, yeah, I went to go download the show. We, after the show's over, we, it takes a while. We download it, I put it into a doll, we EQ it, you know, maybe add some music and some effects occasionally, whatever. And that's how the podcast comes to be. So I'm downloading a show and, and I, you know, I'm listening to it. The, the intro music starts and then silence. More silence. More silence. <laughs> More silence. And then like, uh, and then, and, and then like, you know. Yeah. And then, okay. More then, silence. More silence. More silence. More silence. More than this. Nice and tight after you're inside of it. <laughs> more silence. More silence. You know, more silence. Just call it avant garde, Andy. <laughs> avant garde radio. Friend. He goes on forever. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, come on, when is this going to be over? And more silence. <laughs> the current world population is 7,816,353,456,789,10. And I just heard a pin drop. Then <laughs> more silence, and then, and then. In a relationship, you have to make time for sex. And more silence. <laughs> And Lots I'm listening, so there's got to be, I'm playing with the volumes, and I'm playing with the board, and I'm playing with the computer, and I'm playing with all this stuff. Come on, come on, you know, come on, you know, and um, then you hear, you know, It will be a woman. And then I realized, <laughs> that, you know, then, then, you know. What is your porn fantasy, man? And more silence. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting the entire two-hour show in. We five are. Minutes. Oh well. Anyway, so that was Monday's show. So I, I, I was like so fr- I couldn't believe it. I sat there for an hour. It was an hour show, talking to myself the whole time. No one was listening. I was just. On the mic, and I there's got to be a way to monitor my. I can't hear me. I can hear you guys, but I can't hear me. I guess yeah. I, I got to figure that out because you know normally Amanda would be there texting me on WhatsApp. We go back and forth during the show. Amanda would say, "Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Whatever you know." So I'd know there'd be a problem, and Amanda would kind of take over, and I'd kind of figure out what the problem is. And sometimes it happens on her end when she's not there. But at least we can identify. Would just be doing it by myself. I didn't know I wasn't wasn't being heard. So I sat there for an hour and talked to myself. Mm-hmm. It was great. Great show. Terrific. It was great. I solved all Today, the problems I've in the world. Been using, I've been using the Zoom Live Track 8 mixer mm-hmm. plugged into my telephone mm-hmm. and a Rode K2 condenser microphone. Hey, can you, can you hear yourself? Phantom powered. 
<laughs> and the, yes, I can hear myself. I can hear you guys, and I can hear myself, and I can do this. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Here it is. Direct from Hawaii. Chet. Hey. <laughs> Man. That's anyway. Yeah, so we're going to wrap up today's show. This has been a lot of fun, folks. And, um, and, uh, anyway, um, so I guess Amanda, take it home, baby, take it home. Okay, I will take it home. I'll, um, take it home and wine and dine it and then watch a movie together. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I love it. Hey, we got to talk about us getting when COVID when things get better. And they're going to in the next few months. We're, we're definitely going to meet. Yes, mm-hmm. that'll be so much fun, Andy. So much fun. Oh, I know. Okay, I know. I'm looking. I'm looking forward. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We can all meet in Costa Rica. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'll be. I saw it on. I, I saw it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I can drink out of the liquor in Costa Rica. <laughs> Ain't nobody's business but mine. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, all right, please. I will. Um, I will take us home. <laughs> take it home. Get in the car. Okay. So, on behalf of uh, my wonderful co-host, who was um, talking to himself on Monday. Um, from <laughs> California, Hollywood, <laughs> myself, Amanda Love here in the UK, who was getting over a COVID vaccine, and our wonderful guest, who we always adore on our show, Chet Gardner, all the way from Hawaii. Thank you so much for joining us, darling, and thank you everybody for listening to another show. We hope you enjoyed, and please join us on Friday for another awesome time, and uh, hopefully you will enjoy that one more. We'll see. But uh, join us then, and take care. Don't get the idea it was mere entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Don't get that idea. <laughs> See you yeah. Friday, folks. <laughs> Chet, thanks for joining us. Amanda Babes, talk to you. Uh, it's, it's, you know, soon. Yes. Never enough, yes. Amanda. Never enough. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Aloha. Thank you. <laughs> Take care, folks. Aloha. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.